Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Wesley, Jeff, and Guerra. Welcome in, welcome in. May the 6th, the NFL Draft is over. We're going to be talking about the fantasy winners and losers today. You got, uh, I'm joined here in the studio by Jeff and Weddle. Uh-huh, we're live. All right, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at WesleyBAG, at TwinThunderBAG, at WeddleBAG. Now, before we get into the winners and losers from this year's draft and the fantasy implications of these winners and losers, let's talk about some news from around the league. And the biggest news of the week, by far, and... I don't think anything comes even close to it, is all this Aaron Rodgers drama. Is he out? Is he coming back? What do you guys think? I, I mean, it's been so much drama with him. Like, I, I don't even know whose side I'm on. It, it, I'm split. This dude's the biggest grudge holder in the world, right, coming from a fellow grudge holder. Like, he, he, <laughs> he hangs on to shit. Like, like it, it's... it's it's, it's daytime soap opera shit. He cut off his entire family. You think he gives a shit about the Packers? <laughs> I, I really, I really can't see him retiring. I don't. I don't believe retirement's going to be the option. But I don't think he's playing for the Packers. So if if he were to retire, obviously he's not getting the thirty seven million that he would make this year in twenty twenty one, and he'd have to pay back a chunk of his signing bonus. So he's looking at a fifty million dollar hit ballpark. Correct. But. The guy, he's got the money to pay back the next two years. Yeah, I don't care how rich you are, but $50 million is $50 million. Yeah. Yeah, right. Is he pulling a Carson Palmer? Is that what he's going to go for? Because, I mean, I don't know if that really worked out that well for him. I mean, no, I'm, it's a borderline similar situation, I guess. I mean, he, I mean, Aaron Rodgers feels like the Packers haven't supported him, and I kind of tend to agree with that based on – personnel moves and everything else. I mean, there, there's reports that he's calling free agents and telling them, like, don't sign here. I'm not going to be here in 2021. <laughs> like, that, 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 that scorched the earth type of shit right there. And, he, and then you got, like, Devontae Adams on Twitter saying, like, you know, you don't appreciate the things you have until you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Devontae Adams since this is a fantasy football podcast. Devontae Adams, if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, he's definitely not a first-round pick in my opinion. No. And he's a stud, absolute stud. But if you don't have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, wouldn't you be real hesitant on Devontae Adams if they're moving in there with Jordan Love? Who we, I've never even seen the guy throw a pass. That's what I'm saying. Is like, he left-handed or right-handed? We don't know. <laughs> we, we don't. Those are things we don't know. This hey, he has a cool-ass signature, I'll tell you that. Real original, dude. <laughs> it's a that. J and a heart. I saw that. <laughs> how, about, how, how, how about the report that came out a couple days ago saying that he wants the general manager fired? That will make him go back to the Packers. Brian Gutenkunz. Sounds like a real fake name. (laughs) That's like a name they gave him the witness. But that's what's crazy. You're certain you're seeing all these reports, things getting refuted. You don't know what's true, what's not. I mean, it's, I I mean, I don't, I think that report about Aaron Rodgers came out saying he wanted the GM fired. And then AJ Hawk came out and said, like, that's never even been mentioned. They're, they're homeboys, right? Yeah, they're Kentucky Derby yeah. bedfellows. Hey, did uh, you guys see that picture of, uh, it was a picture of Aaron Rodgers at the Derby and a picture of Tom Brady, and it said, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is here to arrest Tom Brady because <laughs> the way they were dressed. <laughs> he looks like a, like a 16th century European detective <laughs> that takes his job With way too seriously. Wearing a Turd Ferguson badge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then o- also reported, uh, do you guys know who Jerry Krause is, right? Yeah. Jerry Krause, former general manager of the Bulls, the Bulls dynasty. Jerry Crumbs Krause was the nickname that yeah. uh, Michael Jordan gave him because he always had crumbs because he was a fat guy. He he refers to Brian Gutekunst as Jerry Krause in team text messages. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, like, is this dude, so, like, he's compared, he's Michael Jordan in this scenario? So, Aaron Rodgers is the bully, for one, but it looks like the Packers organization is taking a hard stand on this. So, I, I it's not going to go well for Aaron Rodgers, I don't think. And then... I get the vibe like a, a couple that's about to divorce for anything that the opposite, you know, the do, it just upsets you. Like now there's reports that what broke the camel's back was the release of wide receiver Jake Kumaro. Yeah, exactly. Jake Kumaro. I really put Rodgers over the edge. Huh? Three seasons played <laughs> at some like 290 yards and two touchdowns for Jake Kumaro. But I mean, do you, do you feel like Green Bay has supported Rodgers to the best of their ability here? 
No. No, of course not. Like, they, but and we, I know we we had just mentioned before we started. You know, we were going over some of the talking points, and one of the things that was brought up is like the Packers made it two straight NFC championships. Mm-hmm. Well, they made it that first NFC championship, and I remember myself thinking, man, if they just had another, if they had that number two receiver, and what they do in the next draft, they trade up and get Jordan Love. Yeah, and there's well, there's two schools of thought. I'm I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, but but in, you're wrong in his last three. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. In in his last three uh, Green Bay Packer playoff losses, the defense has given up an average of like something a little over 37 points a game. Like that's a lot. So they're probably looking at it like we we got to fucking get better on defense. And he's like bullshit. Like I need to score more points, especially if he's seen the way Brady's being treated in Tampa. He pretty much has carte blanche on the franchise. Like, hey, dude, like I'm a heavy hitter. Like, I should have some say in this shit. And I wouldn't doubt if there's some teams that have called Rodgers and they're telling him stuff like, hey, man, like, if you come here, we'll give you the Brady treatment. Right. You tell us what you want, we got it. Yeah, and that's what they should be doing. But as far as the whole argument of, like, they shouldn't have drafted Jordan Love. That was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But the whole argument that, oh, we didn't get you a first-round receiver, like, I'm not buying that. Because when they played the Niners in the NFC Championship, they ran for, like, 300 yards on them. They couldn't stop anybody. Like, you're helping Rodgers by making sure the defense holds them to 21, 24 points. No, I didn't hate the pick this year. I'm talking about specifically last year. Right. That first-round pick didn't help the defense last year. That first-round pick didn't help the offense last year. Jordan Love never saw one snap. And then their second-round pick last year was A.J. Dillon, who was also on the bench all year. And they just re-signed the starter. Their first... Their first two round picks were a complete wash. Mm-hmm. They, when they drafted, when they traded up to draft Jordan Love, there was, I mean, there was guys like T. Higgins sitting there, and you can't T. Higgins across from Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers would have been mm. that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. So where they at? Uh, I, th- I, th- I think they drafted Jordan Love something like like twenty six, twenty eighth in the overall in the draft. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at a at a T. Higgins, a Chase Claypool. Those are basically the two yeah. next receivers off the board, and both those dudes would be a big help on offense. Huge ouch, and. That's what I'm talking about. That that's not supporting your franchise quarterback. Uh, just 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 to touch on it, you, you were saying when we'll give you the 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 Peyton Manning treatment he got in Denver, like whatever you want. Uh, I heard a report when uh, when Peyton Manning was actually visiting. He visited the Niners. He visited the the Cardinals. He visited the the Broncos. Uh, his first visit was to San Francisco because that was kind of like number one where he wanted to go. And uh, Harbaugh tells him, "Listen, we're gonna run my stuff. You come here, we're gonna run my stuff." And he was like, all right, I'm flying to Denver. <laughs> yeah. Like, the arrogance from Jim Harbaugh is fantastic. I love it. Now, do you think there's any detriment about Green Bay that, that this is like one of these teams that they don't have an owner? And you look at these different situations. Look at look at how the Cardinals got J.J. Watt. The Cardinals owner gets on a plane, flies to Wisconsin, and drops a bag of $30 million in front of J.J. Watt and says, you're playing in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, we got you. And that, it worked. You have, uh, I think it was T.Y. Hilton this year, was ready to, you know, he was ready to move on, leave the Colts, and, you know, Ursay takes care of it. The These teams that have, these teams that have the owner, they have these dudes that, who's the guy in Green Bay that, that does that? Yeah, they don't have one. That's the problem. And you look at the Packers, they're so spoiled. They had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like their teams really haven't been that good. Like how good have the, would the Packers have been the last ten years without a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers? We might find out this year. <laughs> and even yeah. and even look at the Peyton Manning situation. You don't think? I mean, I maybe it wasn't the owner as much as John Elway bringing in Peyton Manning, but there was somebody there who, you know, maybe it was Elway telling Peyton Manning like, "Hey, we're oh, we're all in." We're all in on you. We're gonna, you know, and they go to two Super Bowls. Yeah, that that Packer franchise. It's almost like a like a like a billionaire that had something like sixteen kids, and he dies, and they're all fighting for the estate. That, that, and, that's 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 the vibe. And, and look at the NFL narrative here. That you know, Peyton Peyton leaves Indy, goes and wins a Super Bowl. Brady Brady leaves uh, New England, goes and wins a Super Bowl. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is gonna leave. And he's probably going to go win a Super Bowl with some other team. He could with the Broncos. Like their their roster is actually really good outside of their quarterback position. All right, you know, spending the first ten minutes talking about Aaron Rodgers. Let's uh, let's Barf. move on to some more news here. <laughs> Tim Tebow is potentially 
going to play for Jacksonville as a tight end? Yeah. Tim Tebow. It'd be fun to watch. I mean, he's a big dude, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Tebow, uh, uh, Tony Khan, the, the son of the owner, Shad Khan's son, son, uh, shout out AEW. Uh, Tony Khan's quote, Urban Meyer feels that he can really help us. Uh, Fred Taylor, former Jacksonville Jaguar running back, said uh, he, he never got a fair shake in the league that he'd love to see him come back in Jacksonville. So it sounds like they're, 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 they're doing this with open arms, trying, trying to get him in. Uh, Tim Tebow's a big dude, man. He, he's, a, he, he's a big quarterback. He, he's, he's, what, 6'4", probably about 2, 240, 235. I don't, I don't see where Jacksonville has anything to lose. When you, go nah. into, when you go into camp, you're bringing, like, what is it, 80 dudes in there? Yeah. I mean, you can't. Tim Tebow, you're not missing something if you bring this guy in at tight end and try it out. Yeah, and you cut him. It, it, and it creates buzz for that franchise that's had a lot of buzz in the offseason, right? They hired Urban Meyer, big-name coach, uh, number one pick overall. They bring Tim Tebow, like, buzz This is a pure Urban Meyer just loves Tim Tebow, man. He he I mean, raised him in college. I love I love Tim Tebow. Yeah, he's cool. The guy, like, and he's huge now. He's a liar, though, dude. You tell me that guy was a virgin until so he got married. That's such... Such a lie. Like we're 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 two or three years away from from Tim Tebow like trying to play in the NBA at this point. That's Jeff's problem with Tim Tebow. <laughs> hey, dude, we're all integrity here. I don't I don't want liars. You know. All right, the Lions have released Carryon Johnson. We're moving closer and closer to the DeAndre Swift show. Oh, it's here. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Jared Goff doesn't have any receivers. He has a tight end, and he has DeAndre Swift. They're gonna feature that dude. I'm telling you right now. In DeAndre Swift's got a pretty good blocker in front of him on the left side. Yeah, Penny Sewell fell to him. And and they just re-signed that center. Like, that's slowly becoming, like, a top-five offensive line. Like, mm-hmm. I know they have certain, yeah. certain deficiencies on offense, especially at the wide receiver position, but but that, I mean, that it's offensive line is It's going to be sweet having a good offensive line when your receivers can't make any separation. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and Kerryon Johnson, like, like he's he's taking a step backwards every year in the league. He, he had 640 yards rushing his first year, 403 rushing his second year. He had 181 this past year. Like, that year, two to three for a rookie is big. And he's declining, it almost feels like. And, and then you got this, uh, I mean, Jared Goff's going to have these 20-second pockets. It's going to be crazy. Well, seven, I mean, seven on seven. I know I know. we're going to touch on it later about how bad the Detroit Lions receivers are. I don't even know who any of them are. But you got to give the coach credit. He might suck as a coach, but he's going to build this team the right way. He's building from the inside out. He drafted Penny Sewell, fell to him. He drafted D-Tackle in the second round, like, they're building it the right way. He's got man. those ankle biters. Yep. <laughs> the uh, so the coach speak after the draft has begun, and <laughs> it's like I think the Niners came out and the Bears came out saying the Niners said they're fine with Jimmy G being their starter, and the Bears are the Bears still say that Andy Dalton is their starter. Yeah, that's a big nah, nah. It's yeah. not happening. Jed York came out and said that there's two years left of Jimmy Garoppolo's contract that he can see Jimmy Garoppolo being the starter for two years before Trey Lance is ready to take over. No. That's that's bullshit. Yeah, if you took a guy third overall and you have a, you know, you get a four-year contract with a fifth-year option, you're telling me you're going to sit a guy for two years? It's not happening. One that's athletic like that and can run your offense the way you want it? Let's let's set the over-under. this. I mean, we, all three of us agree he's going to play this year, right? Over. Yeah. What's the over-under on games? He starts week one. You got to put it you at... Think he's a starter week one. Yeah. I think he will, too. I think both of them I will. think Justin Fields will start week one. Yeah, I, I could see that one. Like, you got to put the over-under at 17 games. Like, will they, they will either play 17 games or they won't. And, and the easy one's an under if you're counting injuries and stuff. But barring injury, I think they both start week one and play the whole year. And if there's one thing that we do know about Jimmy Garoppolo is... Dude gets hurt. He played six games in 2020, uh, three in 18, six in 2017. Like, th- he gets hurt. He's fragile. And and being a Cardinals fan, I absolutely hate that the Niners drafted Trey Lance because he's way better than Mac Jones. We got a tough division. It, it made me that whole Niners thing made me sick. We we were on this podcast for weeks, and I was saying there is no way they're taking <laughs> Mac Jones. There's no way. And then the the last podcast we did. I, fuck it, I guess they're taking Mac Jones. I'm putting him in my mock draft. They jacked everything up. You yeah. Know, yeah. Fuck the 49ers, dude. Yeah, your predictions were terrible. No, they were not. Your guys' predictions were terrible. <laughs> Even though I was in last place, <laughs> this dude said Trey Lance wouldn't get drafted top 10, and he went three. That's that's what jacked up my whole draft. I knew he was going top four. If they were taking Mac Jones at three, 
Someone's drafting him at four. Why are you I'm, it, so it's, salty? <laughs> Sorry. It, I'm all fired up, boys. It's not my fault you suck at predicting things. <laughs> all right. And in excellent fantasy news, the Bengals offensive coordinator after the draft said Mixon should be on the field barring injury every down. Yeah, if, if, if I'm sound JP Ryan, like I'm in his office, like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> backup running back. The, I was going to say who? But the, uh, I mean, this that's big for fantasy. First round pick. You actually have a team coming out and saying, we have one running back we're using. Because you can count on one hand how many teams do that yeah. or, or will do that. It's the, I mean, yeah, right now you're looking at what the Panthers, the Bengals, and, the, you know, there's the a couple. Vikings. Yeah, there's a couple over, others will go over. But, like, to know going into the fantasy draft that this guy, he doesn't have Giovanni Bernard taking third down third down passes anymore, mm-hmm. that he should be on the field for every down. If he stays healthy, how can he not be a top 10 back? Yeah, so the, the first thing I thought was, like, hey, man, this, like, this dude deals with injuries, but then I looked at it, like, no, he played 14 games his rookie year, he played 14 games the next year, he played 16 full games late 2019, and last year he did get hurt, he only played six. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable taking him in the first round. Oh, yeah. And I would imagine last year he could have come back at some point, and they, you know, they took their loss on that one. I think Manny's still waiting for that dude to come back. <laughs> All right, Dak Prescott says he could play right now if there was a game today. Mm. Uh, cool. Good news if you're a Cowboys fan, which none of us are, or a fantasy football <laughs> fan. But I mean, if you know, fantasy football wise, if Dak if Dak's already a hundred percent healthy, I mean that that's someone you, you know that's going to be a he's a top five dude. Now now that now that Andy Dalton's gone, do do we even know who their backup is? Just in case he's not. Yeah, it was that other dude they played. Danucci, oh, Danucci, De, De, loser Gu, of the week. Gucci, Danucci. <laughs> Remember your loser of the week segment? Man, I, I'd see that guy at a bar and I'd make him buy me a drink. <laughs> All right. Matt Rule says he believes, he fully believes in Sam Darnold at quarterback. And they did not, they did not even uh, attempt to draft a quarterback. And we kind of thought it could happen at their pick. They could go for the Justin Fields. They passed on it. They went cornerback. And I mean, so JC Horn, man, I wanted him to fall to the Cardinals. So Darnold's there, like he's he's gonna be the guy there. The the closer and closer and closer we get to the season, like I'm I'm convinced this is gonna work. Like we might have different definitions of what what works is, but I think that that's gonna be a successful relationship between that that organization. How can and it Darnold. not? He has every piece behind him now. Yeah, every I, I, weapon. I'd love to see it work. I, I mean, I just want to see another guy. That gets out of Adam Gase and has a successful career. It's happened multiple times. It could happen again here, and just show that guy should never have a job again. If if you're Adam Gase, like you're going against this, right? Just for your own credibility. Mm-hmm. Of course you are. All right, DK Metcalf is going to try out for the hundred meter Olympics in uh, track and field. There, what do you think? If if everybody has to run this shit in pads, like he's a gold medalist in the Nagano Olympics or wherever the hell they're going to have him this year. He's fast, but he ain't Olympic fast. I'll tell you that right now. Who what do you run a four three? Who's that? Who's that? Forty uh, nine receiver that was that was part of the Olympic Goodwin. Team? Is it is it is it Goodwin? Yeah. yeah, Godwin Goodwin. Yeah, he's faster, but like he ran a four three eight or whatever it was. These guys in the Olympics run sub ten second hundred meter dashes. Like, there's no way, dude. There is no. He'll go try out and get cut. I'm not saying he's not fast. He's super fast, but he ain't gonna make no Olympic team. Tell you that, and, and all this stems from that play with the Cardinals. Yeah, and and, and Buddha <laughs> Baker's my guy. That is my guy. Got a signed Buddha jersey, whatever. Best safety in the league, in my opinion. Dude runs like a four six eight, and he was tired, and he thought he was walking in by himself. Like mm-hmm. I know DK's fast. He caught him, whatever. Made a lot of cool memes, but yeah, he ain't Olympic fast. Buddha's up there with Jesse Bates. Yeah, at the top, boy. <laughs> Jesse Bates. All right, so. I know we already mentioned it real quick. Our rookie draft predictions. Weddle, Weddle won it. He got five of them right. Got a total of eleven points on the scoring system. Yeah, Weddle, never a doubt. <laughs> I got four of them right for a total of seven points, and Jeff got a paltry three right for five points. <laughs> well, listen, like if we all would have, you know, if Trey Lance wasn't in the mix and all that stuff, of course I would have put Kyle Pitts at the Falcons, and that would have tied me with you. I would have still lost to you, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the disrespect if this is happen- out of control. If this happened and this happened, it would have been different. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> I mean, your prediction sucked. Eh, whatever. All right. 
So the draft's over. What we're going to talk about now is we're going to talk about the winners and losers as it applies to fantasy. I don't think you'll find a, what you're not going to hear a lot in here is about the Browns who had an excellent draft. Mm -hmm. I think most people would give that an A-plus-plus draft. Mm -hmm. The Browns made their team better. But fantasy implication-wise, not so much. Not you know not on the who do you want in fantasy. Right. So let's talk about, let's start off with the QBs. All right, so some of the winners. And, you know, I put, I put some down on the docket. You guys feel free to add in or debate whether you think what a fantasy winner or loser here. Some of the ones I had highlighted were Burrow. They drafted Jamar Chase with their top pick. Tua got Jalen Waddell. Lamar Jackson, they drafted two wide receivers. They got Bateman and uh, Tylen Wallace in the fourth round. And winner-wise, do you have any other big quarterback winners? I do. Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a winner, dude. Well, he, I, 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 feel <laughs> like, I feel like what they did, like, that's going to work, man. They 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 took uh, Walker Little, offensive lineman from Stanford in the second round. Uh, we we talked about this off the air. I know you didn't love the Etienne pick. Like the more I think about it, like yeah, I I, I feel like that's going to be a successful relationship I, right out of the gate. I hated the Etienne pick. Rest in peace, James Robinson, so, fantasy football. And as we get to it, James Robinson's going to be one of the losers at running back. Probably probably the biggest loser at running back. But with that Etienne pick, they lost out on Elijah Moore, and that was a player they were targeting. And if you had paired Elijah Moore with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would call that, that's a huge win. I didn't, the ETM pick, I didn't like it as much because you already had a vested running back there. It didn't make sense to me. They could have gone somewhere, and especially with a first-round pick, they could have gone somewhere else. Uh, quarterback losers, I would say, uh, I mean, you could add in Jimmy G because of the draft of Trey Lance. Andy Dalton was a big loser. You know, the he was the guy who thought he was going to be the starter for the Bears. They took just they traded up, take Justin Fields. I thought that was a great pick by the Bears. And Jared Goff. I mean, you could call it a winner that he's got great protection now, but that they have eight guys on their wide receiver core. They drafted that was it I don't even know how to say the guy's name. The Ramon St. Brown or something like that. Like Oh yeah, his uh his uh Notre Dame I'm sorry, his brother was a Notre Dame receiver taken by the Packers a couple years ago. But you, I mean, they have eight guys in their wide receiver court, and and it's a who's who of nobody. Mm-hmm. They, I wouldn't. There's so many teams I would take their top three receivers before I would even touch a receiver in fantasy from from the uh, Lions. Think about poor Jared Goff. He went from Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, two good tight ends, good running backs his whole career, to no receivers. He's got TJ Hawkinson and he's got DeAndre Swift, which they're both good. But that poor guy has no receivers, man. Yeah, like it's fuck. I, I I mean he's got uh Hawkinson and that was it. I mean Haw- uh, Hawkinson's a big tight end winner. We ain't got there yet, but my God. But he's, he's gonna get targeted. He's their number one receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and, is. Which is that takes you back a couple years, that Giants situation where uh uh the Giants tight end uh, Ingram. Ingram Ingram was he was their number one receiver a couple of years ago and it was it was insane. Yeah. It's it's not really a situation you want to be in. And he's been getting drafted in the fifth round ever since. <laughs> <laughs> All right, running uh, any other losers for quarterbacks from you guys? I don't have any other losers, but I, I think Justin Herbert was a winner. They drafted the second best tackle in the draft. Yeah, they got Rashawn Slater. They got Trey McKitty, where underrated fucking tight end, and then they drafted another receiver, but I think them boosting up his line is what he needs, and it it did, definitely didn't make his offense worse. No, like, I, I think he's a winner in this one. Yeah, the, and the Chargers were in a good spot. They have some good receivers. They had, they, they, uh, they built the line. They already had the you know they have a number one receiver sitting there in Keenan Allen, so they didn't have to worry about you know trying to take a Devontae Smith or a Waddle or a Chase. But the uh, they picked up the lineman Rashawn Slater, by all accounts, should be a great left tackle. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they 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 they, they got the players now. The, the only question mark on the Chargers franchise is can this new guy coach? That, that's 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 pretty much what we have yeah. to yeah. find out. I think. Yeah, I think I think Herb, we should see a pretty good another good season out of Herbert. I don't expect a sophomore slump out of him. I mean, the guy likes to sling it. All right, the uh, running backs. All right, let's go over some of the winners here. 
We already talked about Joe Mixon, so we won't talk about too much. They didn't draft really anything in running back until the seventh round. Which is awesome. Yeah, so that's the guy to keep your eye on in fantasy. To me, the most unexpected winner, who I thought for sure this team would take one of these running backs, was the Dolphins. And they took no running back, Miles Gaskin, and maybe maybe that uh, Ahmed, uh the Ahmed guy over there. Their Jeff's guy, Ahmed, he's awesome. And uh, but Miles Gaskin, he was a to me he was a pretty big winner on this one, and that was unexpected. I thought for sure these guys were taking some running back. Yeah, and because of memory got hurt a little bit last year, he's probably still going to fall down draft boards, even though he's just as valuable as most of these running backs because he's going to get. A, Bulk of the carries, and he, he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, he's RB1 on a team that, I mean, has to run the football to be successful, right? I was telling Wes this. If there is any year to roll in with the zero RB strategy where you draft get running backs late instead of the first three rounds, this is it, dude. Because outside of five or six guys, everyone else is splitting carries 50-50. And it's like, who do I take? Do I take James Conner or I take Chase Edmonds? Like, there's a lot of those scenarios where you could get away with drafting guys later. Yeah, I, and I, I'm real interested to see as we progress now. Now that we know where all the rookies are, we're gonna start seeing some actual, real numbers on these on these mock drafts for fantasy, and seeing where how much Miles Gaskin actually moves up, because right now you got to project like you're looking late second, early third round, and if you get, I mean, if you get a bona fide number one guy, that can carry the workload, right there. You're, I mean, that's pretty good. Najee Harris is going to go up boards. Yeah. He, he's the only dude in Pittsburgh that's going to get the ball. Yeah, so Pittsburgh used their first-round pick on Najee Harris, and he takes sole possession of that backfield. My only issue is that line is really bad. He's going to get 80% of the touches, but, man, like, he does need some help. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's definitely way better than James Conner, but James Conner couldn't get out of the – the first two yards without getting somebody on it. Yeah, and, and if we see anything from the Steelers, they're all out Buffalo Bills. Like, if that shit don't work early, like, they'll sling it 40 mm-hmm. to 50 times a game. They're not afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another unexpected winner here was Mike Davis. I thought for sure Atlanta, right? and they would they would do something on the backfield and nothing. Sneaky good, dude. When he replaced McCaffrey, yeah. he was good. Like, it's going to be one of those guys that falls pretty late as far as starting running backs. He has a horrible name. His name's Mike Davis. Like, do you do you really want to draft Mike Davis? Like, but you, but somebody's gonna make out when they do. Someone's gonna it's gonna be good. Do you? I think it's gonna. I mean, what do you think? I think it's gonna completely depend upon if he's a system fit here, because he was a system fit in Carolina. He fell he fell behind when Christian McCaffrey went out. He fit that system pretty well. Yeah, I mean, if anything, that's that's on that's on the new head coach, an, an offensive guy to kind of fit the run scheme. If he's going to be RB one there, like like to to kind of tailor it to towards what he does well. Well, if he's in the fifth and sixth round, tell me you're not going to pull the trigger. Oh on no, it. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you had him last year, right? You you yeah, put up big numbers for your six seven weeks in a row. Snaked him. Yeah, snaked. Someone him. dropped him after they you know it was reported McCaffrey was going to come back in a, that week, and he got dropped and. Yeah, I snaked that and one. And then he got him for like three or four more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other big winner was some Arizona running back. I don't know which one. Uh, we don't either. Is it Edmonds? We're is, insiders and we have no idea. Is it Connor? I feel like they want it to be Connor, but I feel when it's all said and done, Edmonds will have the better year. I agree with that statement. It's going to end up being Edmonds at the end of the day. Uh, one last winner wasn't on the docket. I know I already talked about him. DeAndre Swift, dude. Got Penny Sewell. The line looks good. No wide receivers. They're gonna feature him. Yeah. Carryon Johnson left. It, it's on. It's on, baby. Yeah. Good I, thing I got that mini helmet. <laughs> you? Did you have any other winners you wanted to add to it, Weddle? Or? Uh, no, that's about it. I can think of that we covered. All right. The losers. The big loser. James Robinson. We already talked about it. Rest they pick, in peace. <laughs> they picked up ETN in the first round. This. This spells disaster for me for James Robinson. This is at the at the best, he's a one and two down running back, and ETN's in there in the third. Worst case scenario is ETN just takes over. It it's it's gonna it's almost impossible for this guy to outshine Etienne now because there, there's there's a new coach. There, there's they didn't draft Robinson. He was a seventh round pick. Like he's so, undrafted. 
they have to make their first round draft pick of Avetian look good. So like, like I can see him being featured. They won probably early early in the season, and, and that, it's so disrespectful. And that would just put for me, it would put the exclamation point on that. I thought it was a bad pick if Etn comes out there and they're using him as a third down back because. You they dra- can't. You draft a guy in the first round, and you're, if you use him as third down back, I think that's insane. Yeah, that, that that's that's what Urban called him right when they drafted him. Like he's going to be a fantastic third down back. You don't draft third down backs in the yeah. first round. He'll he'll and he'll be the dude early expect, on. There, and, and like we like I said before, that could have been used on an Elijah Moore. That could have been used on some of these, you know, these other wide receivers that I thought would a much better fit with Trevor Lawrence right there. They're just trying to defend it. They're trying to make James Robinson not feel like shit. But look at how the NFL is. This dude's undrafted. You're not going to pay him any amount of money, but instead you'd rather draft this other guy that you're going to pay him a ton. So who's going to play? We already know. That's how it is. It's messed up. And it was either last week or the week before we had the news that Melvin Gordon felt disrespected, that people don't appreciate him and neither do the Broncos (laughs) because they drafted Javante Williams and that's going to eat into Melvin Gordon's carries. The third best running back fell to him and Melvin Gordon. Sorry. 50, 50 boy. Yeah, there there was a lot of At best. Uh, a draft pundits that actually had him two. They had him two behind Najee mm-hmm. as far as running back rankings. So we'll pure running back. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. The guy was a monster in college in North Carolina. A uh, the dude the Jets drafted, um, you you know who I'm talking about the backup to Javante Williams. Yeah, the the other Carolina guy. He uh might be the feature back in New York. Yeah, that was they drafted the same dude twice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I can't think of his name, but. He might end up being the feature back. Like there are a lot of backs in fantasy football that you're gonna take late. Someone's gonna take late. Was there a Carter in his name or something? Like Michael that? Carter. Yeah. There you go. All right. The other big loser was all the Niners running backs. The Niners drafted two more running backs. They drafted Trey Sermon. They drafted Elijah Mitchell, and the, and I really like Trey Sermon. Yeah, and yeah. I there's. You cannot pick these guys in fantasy, man. No, no, that's it. Like, like I'd they're be, all gonna do good, all I, of them. And I, I'd be terrified to have any of them because you don't know who to play. Yeah, it, yeah this and, is a classic New England backfield here. Yeah. And and if one thing about Shanahan, like he 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 loves mixing it up with the running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, one one week do do the run for one fifty, and then the following Sunday he'll have six carries. You know what I mean? That's what sucks so bad about it is his offense is so good to running backs. If he featured one. It would be a top five pick every year, but he doesn't. So you 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 can't do it. Fresh legs, like Moster. If he would have played all year as the guy, he would have been a top five back last year. And I feel like he was headed that way to becoming the guy, and the, and then mm-hmm. he got hurt, and, and it was just a, a a revolving door of running backs after that. They 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 even use their fullback a lot. Juice he, check. He, he a bad motherfucker. All right, wide receiver winners on my list. I had the big ones to note were AJ Brown and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is I I have him as a winner based upon getting Justin Fields. Justin Fields has a hell of an arm. I like it. AJ Brown, they did nothing. They didn't draft any kind of wide receiver that would eat into his catches. And this guy's gonna be a feature number one this year. If he stays healthy, you're looking at Devontae Adams type of targets. Yeah, it's he's like a, there's one guy and that's it. And he's a tank. Yeah. And wide receiver losers. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have any really of note. The I guess you could say the entire wide receiver core for Detroit that we've already harped on. Yeah. The uh, I guess you could possibly add in someone like Higgins. After yeah, the Bengals receivers are kind of. I I don't think I think it affects Higgins more than it does Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's the slot guy. I think he'll still get his slot targets, but the Higgins on the outside on the opposite side of Jamar Chase, I think that would eat into some of his touches. I consider those Lions receivers winners because they're going to actually get to play in the NFL. Like they'll, <laughs> Those dudes wouldn't catch on anywhere else but that franchise. Yeah. Did you guys have any other losers uh, at wide receiver? No, I mean, this isn't really a huge winner, and I, I know Wes is going to talk shit about it because he hates him, but Nelson Aguilar, to me, is a slight winner because Mac Jones actually throws it down the field. So when Mac Jones eventually plays, when Cam Newton gets COVID again, it's he'll, he'll, be, he'll be the number one target. He likes... And think about everyone Mac Jones had at wide receiver fit the Nelson Aguilar fit. Small, lanky, down the field type guy. Uh, run, rookie winners. How about uh, Rondell Moore, the Arizona Cardinals? 
Like, like if, if he's going to work anywhere, like it's, it's, it's going to be in that air raid, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I didn't love the Cardinals draft. I gave it like an, a D minus, but yeah, like you got Kyler Murray in an air raid offense. Yeah. Hey, yeah you'll be all right. I, I just, even with that pick, like I know, I think Rondell Moore is a, he ought to be good. I mean, the next Tyreek Hill that comes out every year. Uh, he eye rolled. But, <laughs> but the, I just didn't understand it. The Cardinals have a slew of wide receivers already. Yeah. And well, wasn't a need. Yeah. Definitely. They they definitely could have used the pick elsewhere. I mean, I mean if, let's be honest. They might cut A.J. Green before week one anyway. So. If Larry Fitzgerald comes back, like he's the six. He's Dude, the six receiver in that offense. Bring him in. Go straight up Madden. Put him at tight end. He's a better blocker than everybody anyways. And he's probably running like a 4-9 now. Just put him at tight end. And we don't even have a tight end. Who's our tight end now? They're all gone. But to go back to the Bengals thing, they're not huge losers because, believe it or not, A.J. Green had 100 targets this year. Yeah. So that's 100 targets that are going to go to somebody, you know. Do you think A.J. Green's now kind of regretting that decision saying with Arizona? Like, what the fuck? Where, where do I fit in here? Or is he cool at this stage of his career? Like, He probably wanted a new quarterback after that Joe Burrow thing didn't work out with him. Because Joe Burrow gave him every chance. He tried. He tried. Yeah. It, it definitely wasn't oh, Joe Burrow's fault. Yeah, Burrow was... I mean, Burrow was targeting him 13, 14 times a game. It was for two catches a game. <laughs> it was crazy. The uh, any now loser wise, would you consider with drafting of Jalen Waddle? Do you consider that any hit on Devontae Parker? Uh not no. a ton. No, like no, I don't. The biggest hit on Devontae Parker is he his quarterback sucks. Like that's that's the big thing. And and I'm just messing with Weddle, but. Devontae Parker was an amazing wide receiver for fantasy and for the NFL when he had Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing it to him. So if Tua gets his game up, dude, he's still good. And and I had I had Tua listed as a winner at quarterback. This is this is definitely a huge year for Tua going into year two. They put they have put every piece around him. I mean, I talk a lot of shit, Weddle. I really hope Tua Becomes the man. Like, I hope he does it, dude. Cause yeah, because my credibility is going to take a hit <laughs> if he does it. But no, I, I don't feel like Devontae Parker's a loser because they, they almost seem like they're. De, Devontae's going to be the, the, the volume receiver in that offense, probably get more targets. And Waddle definitely has that big playability, right? They, I mean, they got Waddle. They have Devontae Parker, Gasecki. They got Miles Gaskin. They've put, and I think they did take a tackle in the second round, right? It was, uh, I think so. Was yeah. it Tevin? Did Tevin Jenkins go to them? Uh, I don't know, but but that division now is 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 a legit like they might have two three teams in the playoffs this year if if New England I mean everybody makes that seem like that that was a complete debacle last year but like they were seven and nine man and and they have so many new players and dudes coming back on defense like that just that might be imagine a if team. New England had a franchise quarterback it's the, a the, tough division they're a Tom Brady away from being a Super Bowl team again <laughs> so is everybody though apparently all right tight ends the big winner was obviously Pitts. Like this guy, he's going. He goes to Atlanta. You know they they have Goodwin. They not Goodwin. I'm sorry. They have uh. They still have Julio for now. They yeah. They were that was on the talks of trading Julio before the draft. It didn't materialize. But the I think Pitts Pitts is going to be great. Yeah. And he's got you know he's got the body type be the be the red zone guy. So what do you guys think for fantasy this year? I know long term he's going to be awesome, but. They still have Hayden Hurst. I know they didn't pick up the fifth-year yeah. option on him, but he is still there. They're going to probably have a lot of two tight end packages. Like, what do you guys think? Like, of course, I, I probably want Pitts on my team, but I don't know where I'm comfortable drafting him when he might not be for sure the number one tight end from day one. He's he's probably going to go higher than he should just, just based on the fact that he's the sexy new toy, right? If I had to guess right now, it's... You're looking at you. I mean, Zeus is obviously number one tight end. Kelsey, he's he's going one, and then it's a mix between you got Kittle and Waller, and I think Pitts goes after those three. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, would who you else? guys take them there though? I don't know if I would, but I I predict that's what's going to happen because who else? Who else? No, I I get it. Like you're you're looking at guys like Mark Andrews and you know the New England tight end stuff like that. But I'm just saying personally for you guys. You'd be comfortable taking him the, the fourth tight end, even with the situation he's in. He he probably won't be on my team. 
because he's, pro- he's probably going to go fourth. By, yeah. by, I by, don't know if I would use capital like, capital like that if he's the four, yeah, four like, tight end. Like, like, do you take Kyle Pitts in the fourth or fifth round, or do you take TJ Hawkinson in like the eighth? You know what I mean? Oh, that's another one. I'd rather have TJ Hawkinson than him, just and, in my opinion. And then like where New England took uh, Hunter Henry and, uh, yeah. and Janu. Mm-hmm. And that's... I would have loved to see those guys individually on other teams, yeah. but now both those guys are off my board. Yeah, because yeah, it screws it all <laughs> up. They're, like, they're splitting targets. All right, any other? I, who, I got one. Uh, like we talked about T.J. Hawkinson, but you guys probably don't even know who this dude is. Anthony Frisker for the Titans. They didn't draft nobody. They drafted a receiver in like the fourth round. They don't have any tight ends. They don't have receivers other than A.J. Brown. They lost Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith got a lot of targets. Yeah. This guy's going to be sneaky, dude. I'm a lot of red zone targets are gone yeah, now with Jonu Smith. Definitely. A, as of right now, you'd call that a sleeper. Sleeper. <laughs> yeah. All right. Losers at tight end. The the one I highlighted was Logan Thomas. As much as I love Logan Thomas, former Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Shout out. The uh, They drafted Diami Brown, the second, you know, projected second best tight end in the draft. So... But he's a wide receiver, though. Like, I, I mean, I they call him a tight end sometimes, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I get it. Like, he's there's a lot of weapons. I think he was a loser before, before the draft because of Curtis Samuel, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't love the tight end. No, but, but they. I mean, that's the thing. They brought in. They brought in other pieces, like you said, Curtis Samuel. They drafted Diami Brown. I think all this eats into Logan Thomas, who had a pretty. He had a pretty nice season last year. Maybe a maybe a tight end winner, also a sleeper. Uh, Pat Fairmuth, second round draft pick, Pittsburgh Steelers tight end out of Penn State. Like like if if there's a franchise that, that you like to use a tight end, it, it is it is Big Ben, right? I think like last year though, like I couldn't play Ebron. It was like one week he's good, the next and his and his targets. Like sometimes he gets three, the tight end gets three targets, and it's ten. Like but. They like to use their young pieces. I mean, yep. they they featured Claypool last year. And so. and if there's any franchise that develops pass catchers, it's it's the Steelers, right? Oh yeah, I'll give them that credit. Any other tight end losers that you guys saw that I didn't really, nah. you know, I didn't have any other runs really highlighted. I guess you could say Hayden Hurst with Pitts there. I mean, that pretty much makes Hayden Hurst a nothing. That's a <laughs> that, that's a that's a double whammy. That's like a bad three days for that guy. They draft a tight end fourth overall, and they they don't pick up his option. Does Mark Andrews take a hit since they drafted a couple wide receivers? I mean, I know Lamar doesn't really throw to wide receivers, but I don't like, think it's do too think? bad. Like like he 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 loves the tight end. We we know Lamar's a great athlete. He doesn't have a huge arm. Like he looks for that tight end a lot. Yeah, and with the Lamar scrambling, like once he gets outside the pocket. Andrews is that he's guy. He's always just sitting there yeah, wide open. He's that guy standing it. there six foot tall and ready to, you know. He's like uh, six five wide open somehow. All right. Let's get into some sign tag cut. All so, right. I'll start it off again this week. The uh, let's, We're going to do linebackers. So here's the linebacker core. You got a sign tag cut. Ray Lewis, Lawrence Taylor, and Junior Seau. Hmm. So I'll start it off. I'm going to long-term sign LT because he changed the game. He's a bad dude. I, I don't, man, I don't think you could pick anyone else at linebacker. Like, it's <laughs> LT. And then I'm going to tag Ray Lewis, Hall of Famer, great, great linebacker. Killed a dude, but it's whatever. <laughs> and then I'm going to cut Junior Seau. Nothing personal. He was awesome linebacker. But got to cut one. I'm gonna I'm gonna also sign LT Lawrence Taylor like 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 maybe the greatest football player of all time like is that is that too much? Oh, he was a bad is that dude. Too much, man. like I, I, unbelievable that guy. That's uh, what Bill says. I'm gonna tag Junior Seau. I'm gonna I, I used to love that guy. 55 coming out of the tunnel with the lightning the bolts baby over blue. his shoulders. And I'm gonna cut Ray Ray Lewis because uh, I beat you to it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's a criminal. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Not right. according to his record again. I too am signing Lawrence Taylor, and but to me that was he he's one of the best players ever. Yeah, like, it's pretty easy sign there. Yeah, he was he was a bad dude, man. And then uh, I'm going to I'll tag I'll tag Ray Lewis and cut <laughs> I'll cut Sale. Is it's crazy it's crazy doing them like this because you're like yeah. oh man that hurts yeah. too many uh <laughs> too many red flags for Ray Lewis for my liking. <laughs> you're you're a 
you're a guy who likes some, you, you know, you you like the moral standard the up integrity. to integrity. Absolutely, we we draft a certain kind of guy. You got that moral compass going, yes, Weddle. Yes, real strong. All right, me or Weddle, who's next? Jeff. All right, we're going. Out of these three teams, sign tag cut your your greatest teams out of these three. 72 Dolphins, 85 Bears, 07 Patriots. Ready, go. All right. I know they lost. <laughs> yeah. But I'm signing. I'm signing the Patriots. That team was insane. That, that Greatest team of all time? I think so. Like, a team that lost the Super Bowl, and I'm still willing to say that was the greatest team of all time. I thought for sure out of everyone... Wes would be the one that was like, they lost the Super Bowl. Like, how can you say they're good? Like, <laughs> and then, and then, how about uh, Brady a couple of days ago? Say that he he'd trade in two of his Super Bowls to get that perfect nineteen oh, yeah. oh season. Oh, I he bet said, he would. Yeah, he he uh, he said that in an interview. In the, I'm going to tag the '85 Bears. And I love that. That was a tough defense, man. That was, I'll, I'll tag them, and I got to cut the uh, undefeated Dolphins. The I'm cutting them. I just don't. I I don't like them celebrating after it. You know, the last team loses and yeah. stuff. A bunch of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you only had to play 14 regular season games, and I think only two of those were against teams with winning records, correct, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I know it's not my turn yet, but how many of those? Uh, how many of those those games were close? Like there was a ton. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see it. Uh, I'm gonna sign the 85 Bears. Because I'm not here to start no trouble. I'm just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> that shit was so bad, man, when I was a kid. Uh, I'm going to sign the Patriots. Like You, know, you already signed the Bears. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to tag the Patriots. And I'm going to cut the, the the Dolphins because Mercury Morris used to annoy the shit out of me every year. He'd, he'd come out talking shit about the, the last undefeated team to lose. Every year he was on first take. So this was, I went back and forth, back and forth. The easy cut for me was the Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins, even though they're technically dubbed the greatest team of all time because they're undefeated. You only played 14 regular season games. Like, it's a good feat. But how many teams in the NFL have went 14-0, 15-0? The Patriots were the only ones that went 16-0, but it's yeah. been done, you know? like So it's between the Bears and the Patriots, and if they played in today's time, I think the Patriots would win. But the greatest team of all time, in my opinion, is the 85 Bears. They went 15-1. and one. They lost that one game to the Dolphins, ironically. But they only had two games that they won by a touchdown or less. It, it was just insane. And yep. then their playoff run, 21-0, 24-0, 46-10. insane. I mean, those dudes were clowning on people in the playoffs, like letting D-tackles score touchdowns. Like yeah. that, 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 that's how superior they and, were compared to the competition. Do you not? Do you guys not think it's in Brady's head that, I mean, what what do you think his goal is this year? To go nineteen it's, and zero and win the Super it's Bowl. It's to run the table. Yeah. Could you imagine? It, and it'd be twenty and zero. Yeah, you're right. It would be twenty and zero. If that happened, dude, and he's so arrogant, he wouldn't even retire on it. But he's that's the thing. He, I mean, you don't think it's he's accomplished everything you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, MVPs, the Super Bowls. Yeah, the Very one Super Bowl. the one thing that's got him is. Is not having the the perfect season, and how how unlucky was it for them? They beat that team nine out of ten times. I guarantee it. You got the Ty, the the Tyree David Tyree the David Tyree catch. You you lost by a field goal. There that the New York Giants D line that day was unstoppable. Like there's no way they hold the Patriots to fourteen ever again. That's you that's, played a hundred times. Yeah, that that, that that's that's Osumanyora. That's that's Tuck and that's Strahan on the on the D line, right? Mm-hmm. And I I just think you know Brady, he's got to go into every season. We're running the table, and so, just like last year, he's we will win the Super Bowl. We will win. He's he's probably texting his teammates. We will go undefeated. <laughs> like Tom 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 Brady mentally, like he's the kind of dude like that would want to go 20 0 this year and then petition the league next season to add another game to try to go 21 <laughs> like that that's the kind of dude this guy is right yep am i up yeah, yeah. jeff ain't going to like this one but i think wes is uh sign tag cut i'm a big fan whatever white claw seltzer flavors you guys ready uh ruby grapefruit tangerine black cherry go wes oh man that's a tough one 
Jeff, Jeff's never tried any you of these. You want me to go first? Go ahead, cut all of them. I'm cutting all of them, dude. Throw that shit in the trash. Pour another whiskey for the podcast. <laughs> Come on, dude. Pour one out for the homies. Like, I, nah. I, I'm telling you, these 21, 22-year-old co-eds got it figured out, man. These things are delicious. Dude, I don't know how you guys can drink more than one of those and not feel like a fucking woman. Way dude. more than one. <laughs> this, this is out of control. The whiskey I, one was good. This is so disrespectful to the podcast. <laughs> I, I purposely picked Wes's three favorite flavors over there, and he's still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm you guys si- are so questionable. I'm signing. <laughs> I'm signing Ruby Grapefruit. Give me the long term contract. I'll take all the twelve packs. Yep. The. Uh, I think. Uh, I think I'll tag Black Cherry. I really like that one as the backup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll have to cut Tangerine. It's pretty good, but I'm cutting it. Are we cutting this portion of the podcast no. out? This 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 is why people listen. <laughs> These are the conversations people want. Hey, so Wes, like you were at work talking about the the teas. Are the teas better than than those? The uh, I don't know. The ruby grapefruit's pretty good, but that lemon iced tea one is that that shit's on point. Hey, remember when we used to drink whiskey? That shit was cool many moons ago. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign black cherry. I'm going to tag Ruby Grapefruit, and I, too, am as delicious as it is. I'm going to cut Tangerine. Jeff's and so disrespected right now. <laughs> I, I it. That's why I did it. I, I'm just I, shaking I my head like, man, if you guys could see it, once we get this YouTube channel going, this stuff will be even better. But, man, like, turn in the man cards. It's over with. Hey, those are 5% alcohol, bro. Hey, all my buddies back home that haven't met you guys, <laughs> lose, they lost all respect. They haven't even met you guys yet. Yeah, but all your buddies back home also think Tom Brady's not the GOAT. So they, your buddies oh, at home are retarded. They also drink, like, moonshine and play the banjo and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> they still, you, all your buddies back home think Peyton Manning's better. So uh, they, they, they also think Bobby Knight was a good person. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't argue either of those things. I can't defend it. <laughs> so if, someone, if someone's telling me that, uh, if they're going to tell me Peyton Manning is better than Tom Brady and they don't white, like White Claw, then, you know. Then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'll open two of those and smash them like stone cold. Yeah, yep. so so every time on the podcast you guys hear that that cool beer opening, that's Wes and Guero with their stupid White Claws. <laughs> it's just so tasty. You throw a little tahini on them. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... We did the sign tag cut. We covered the rookie draft winners and losers. We we covered Jeff losing in the draft predictions. <sighs> and we, we did uh, news around the league. Obviously, the big news was Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what we got for you next week on this Aaron Rodgers front. It should be real exciting. And as we move forward, we'll definitely be getting into more of the mock, the actual mock fantasy drafts. Thanks Thank you guys listening. for joining us. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>